All righty, everybody. Uh, what we need to know today, did you know that nearly half of Americans do not believe they are saving enough for education? So we're going to learn more about the tools that provide help to fund certain qualified education expenses. And on the hotline, we have Steve Rushoff, who's the uh, principal over at the Edward Jones. And how are we doing today there, Steve? We're doing good? Doing great, Tommy. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be with you. Oh, my, my pleasure. You know, I have two daughters, and I keep telling them, you got to save, you got to save. So uh, there's something called a uh, 529 plan. Uh, can you explain that uh, to us, what that is, and what are the benefits of using it? And what don't uh, people know about uh, these plans? Sure. A 529 plan is a type of savings plan that is intended to help Americans save for education in a tax-advantaged way. Uh, many of us are familiar with 401k plans, which do something similar with retirement savings. You get some tax benefits for savings in those. It's named after a section of the IRS tax code, 401k. And 529 is like a cousin to that plan. It's also named after a section of the IRS tax code, hence the numbers in front of the plan, 529. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really intended to help you save for retirement or, sorry, save for education costs in a tax advantage way. Now, the tax benefits are a little different than 401k, but there's still some important tax benefits that can help stretch that savings dollar to go even further to pay when paying for education costs. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is that people have to understand is that, and we just want to get this straight, you have, this differs from an IRA and, and a Roth IRA with the 529, it's purely for education, and that money, when the student pulls the money out, it's, it's not taxable? Yeah, so you set up a plan, um, and an owner would set up a plan on behalf of the beneficiary. Usually that's typically, you know, a parent setting it up for their child or their children. Mm -hmm. Contributions go in the plan. They're invested. There's investment earnings on those. Mm -hmm. And then when distributions come out, those investment earnings, which would typically be taxable, those are not taxable. They're completely tax-free when used for qualifying education costs. In addition to that, some states allow the deduction of the contribution to a 529 from state income tax, the limits, and that varies by state, but those are some of the tax benefits inherent in a 529 plan. You know, Steve, that in itself would motivate anybody to run out there. You grow this money tax-free, and then in uh, say the child's born tomorrow, your child's born tomorrow— you can run to, uh, you know, open up an account. You can run to uh, uh, Jones, or you can do it online, right? Yeah, there's a lot of options for opening a 529 plan. There's a lot of plans to choose from. There's a lot to know about how much you save, what kind of your savings goal is. And so it's important to get help um, on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think working with a qualified financial advisor like the 18000 plus that we have at Edward Jones uh, is a great way to get educated and to get help and to start setting up a plan if it's right for you. Um, but that, but that's a great way to do it. Yeah, and then let it grow, uh, like I said, tax-free. And then for the students, get, they get into college, start pulling that out for education expenses and stuff like that. You can't beat that, right? I mean, that's just an incredible thing. And I wish more and more people uh, knew about it, and that's why I'm so glad that you're on today's uh, program to get this word out. So uh, what, what are some of the uh, barriers that, that, are, that are keeping Americans from using the 529 plans, and how can they increase their awareness and usage of a 529 savings? 
Yeah, one of the biggest barriers, uh, Tommy, is just the lack of general awareness around these plans. Um, we do a survey every year, a study at Edward Jones around education savings and 529 plan awareness. And what we learned is the majority of Americans want to save more. Uh, they know they need to be saving for education. But shockingly, two-thirds could not identify, almost two-thirds could not identify a 529 plan as a savings tool uh, for saving for education. And that's really unfortunate because they're leaving some of those tax benefits on the table. Uh, for those who are familiar with 529 plans, uh, they're also not familiar with some of the flexibility that those plans have in terms of who can benefit, what costs uh, qualify as qualifying distributions. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of additional sort of flexibility inherent in these plans that many people don't know about. You know, I got uh, some glamas, well, grandmas, but they're glamorous, glamas listening. Yeah, they have some extra cash. Or some of them may say, well, I got money that I'm saving up for them in the stock market and stuff like that. I would say if they're listening right now, they may want to, you know, talk to uh, someone over there at uh, Edward Jones. And, and because if they're going to be selling stock 18 years from now or, and, and giving it to their grandchildren, they got to pay capital gains. But if they, they open up these 529 accounts and put in money every month, then their grandchild can take out the money tax-free if it's used for education. Am I right with this? You're right, Tommy. You've picked up on one of the benefits of a 529, which is the flexibility in terms of who can set up a plan and who's the beneficiary of the plan. Mm -hmm. The example I used earlier was a parent setting it up for their children to save for their education costs in the future. Right. But those beneficiaries don't have to be related to the owner of the plan. So it could be your child. It could be a grandparent setting it up for a grandchild. You could name beneficiaries that are your nieces and nephews, even your friend's children. And you can yeah. change that beneficiary at any time. So you could start with grandchild number one. You could, when they use some proceeds, you could change it to grandchild number two. When they go to college, you mm -hmm. use proceeds. Uh, you can even change the beneficiary to yourself. So if you're bored in retirement and want to go get your PhD in French literature, mm -hmm. you can change the beneficiary to yourself and use it to pay for your college education costs. Wow, I'm really glad I spoke to you today. So there's a disadvantage, a child that may be listening right now and uh, friends with their parents. I can say, wow, I have some extra money. I can open up a 529 for that child. And that child, when they're 18, they'll say, wow, Tommy G helped me out. I can do that? You can do that. And wow. furthermore, it's not just for their college education costs. Mm -hmm. Any education cost can qualify as a 529 qualified distribution. So the most typical is college. Um, the, the expenses that can qualify are wide ranging. So it's not just tuition, it's books, it's room and board, it's things like a laptop or equipment for, for education, but it can also be K through 12 education costs, uh, trade school, apprenticeships, even repaying student loan debt. So in that example you mentioned, there's a, there's a wide sort of versatile range of uses for 529 uh, as it relates to education. You know, I got to be honest with you. I thought I knew everything, but um, I'm learning a lot more today, and I really do appreciate any information. So I, I, we set up a 529 account, my wife, myself, uh, for, say, grandchildren, whatever. And we, can we change the beneficiary, say I decide to... I don't know, go into something else. I can take some of that money, even though I put it down for my grandchild when I open up the account and say, well, I need some of that now because I want to go back to school and, and learn uh, how to do something. I, I, can I do that? 
Yeah, that's right, Tommy. You can change the beneficiary for any time at any time for any reason. So you could um, grandchild one, grandchild two. You could you could name yourself the beneficiary as long as the money is taken out for qualified district, uh, education costs. Uh, that money's coming out tax free. Now, if it's used for other disbursements that aren't qualifying education costs, that's taxed as ordinary income, and there's a 10% penalty tax on it. So that's sort of the the catch or the reason why you've got to sort of work with a professional to understand what you're doing, how much did you save, and then ensuring that you're making those distributions uh, in, in order to optimize your tax situation. Awesome. All right. So the next question, obviously, is where can we find a professional to help us out with this? Your listeners can go to edwardjones.com slash education savings. Mm-hmm. That's edwardjones.com slash education savings. We've got educational information out there around strategies for saving for education costs, information around 529 plans. Uh, they can also, that's a way that they can also find a financial advisor to work with. We've got 18,000 plus at Edward Jones. Uh, that's a great way to get educated. They can also help advise you on trade-offs like saving for education versus saving for other goals like retirement, how much to save. And if it's right, they can even get you started by helping set up a 529 plan. This is uh, awesome information. Steve, thanks a lot for joining us today. Uh, you're over there with Edward Jones, and we do appreciate you taking that this uh, time. I know you're a busy guy to, to join us and give us all this great information. Much appreciated. Thank you, Tommy. My pleasure.